الحمد للہ الحمد للہ وکفاسلام إني لا أستغفر الله وأتوب إليه في اليوم أكثر من سمعين مرة أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم Most respected students of deen, mothers and sisters It is the grace and the mercy of Allah Ta'ala that we can be remembering him we can be discussing aspects of deen talking and listening about the words of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala and rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam these are all great gifts and ni'mats from Allah ta'ala then together with that we are presently just one month away from the Mubarak month of Ramadan, <coughs> may Allah tabarak wa ta'ala enable us to reach the Mubarak month of Ramadan with afiyat. Allah ta'ala enable us to maximum, to benefit to the maximum from every second and every moment of the Mubarak month. The dua that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa used to make at the beginning of Rajab, when the month is commencing, اللهم بارك لنا في رجبي وشعبان وبلغنا رمضان This shows the enthusiasm, the zeal, the eagerness that he had for the Mubarak month of Ramadan. And Allah's Nabi وسلم, was that personality who knew the reality of things. We can only have a certain understanding to a certain level, but he knew it in its complete reality like a person sees the sun shining out in the middle of the day person sees the brightness of the sun the person sees the reality of the sun the heat of it he can feel so Allah's Nabi Wasallam knew the reality of these things these amal what is the value what is the benefit of these Mubarak months and he wanted us to also understand this to be able to benefit from it Allah's Nabi in various ways he brought this to our attention among those ways was this dua also that if he is so eager how much must be there in this month now this is the tragedy unfortunately that we do not Number one, understand the reality and the value of these Mubarak moments. And if we do, it is just on a theory level, we don't undertake the effort to try and make the maximum use of these Mubarak moments. And as a result, the time comes and the time goes, and we haven't really 
done anything much. We haven't achieved the objective. And then life just carries on like nothing happened. This is a very sad situation. Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with these gifts of Mubarak moments in time so that we will get back to Allah Ta'ala. One of the key aspects of the month of Ramadan is Tawbah. And to the extent that a person would sincerely make Tawbah, to that extent the person will achieve the objective of Ramadan. Ramadan, the objective is to acquire Taqwa, to enhance the Taqwa, to develop that Taqwa. But that Taqwa is not possible until a person has made Tawbah first. If a person doesn't make Tawbah, how is he going to acquire Taqwa? If a person hasn't repented from the sins, then the person is continuing with haram, ways there going to be any Taqwa going to be achieved. Now what is this Tawbah all about? Tawbah literally means to take a turn, to return. Tawbah is, so to say in our understanding we can say to take a U-turn. We all understand what is a U-turn. person is going in one direction, then the person stops and takes a U-turn and goes in the opposite direction. Now this is what the month of Ramadan is meant for, that we take a U-turn in terms of the directions that are leading towards Jahannam. The directions that are leading us away from Allah Ta'ala. From all the directions that are leading us away from Deen. That are leading us away from all the Sifat of Iman. The qualities and the attributes of Iman. All those roads, all those paths, all those actions that lead away and we are on any one of those roads, then this is the time to now make a U-turn and come back onto Sirat-e-Mustaqeem, the state path, the path that leads directly to Allah Ta'ala. Now if we look into our lives, there are many things unfortunately, every one of us is weak, nobody is perfect, but we have to reflect, we have to look deep within ourselves, reflect, and see what is there that we have to take a U-turn from. If somebody, for example, wants to take a U-turn, but where do they take the U-turn? When it is already past the cliff, where are they going to take the U-turn? The cliff is moth. When you've gone over the cliff, finish, you've fallen in. It's too late now. And when will that cliff come? Nobody knows. Person is driving and suddenly there might just be this cliff. And in a moment a person is gone. Every now and again we hear of this, how somebody just passed away in moments, suddenly. So in any case, we are to take this U-turn and when? So the time is now. And especially in relation to the month of Ramadan, if we take the U-turn now and we come onto Sirat-e-Mustaqeem now, then we will be able to increase the speed that we will move inshallah in the month of Ramadan. And we decide we are going to take the U-turn at that stage to start off with, we don't even know whether we will reach that moment. Allah forbid that we pass the cliff before that 
time comes, before Ramadan comes, we are already gone. It's too late to do anything. And the second thing is that if we manage to take that U-turn before the cliff, but now on the first of Ramadan or the night before Ramadan, we are taking that U-turn, we might still have a long way to get back completely onto the state path. Because sometimes the person now is still making some effort, but struggling and falling and faltering and coming back. So it takes some days sometimes, it takes some weeks sometimes, before a person is now properly on the track. So that time is now that we make this effort, we make these U-turns and start coming fully onto track. So by the time the month of Ramadan comes, inshallah, we are completely on the main road. And we can now be accelerating and increasing the speed to move towards Allah Dala. So for us, what is necessary right now is to start reflecting deeply within ourselves what are the issues that we need to rectify. For example, we have many things in our lives. For somebody, it might be the phone, the misuse of that phone. How many people are destroying their lives, destroying their marriages, destroying their deen, their iman, due to the misuse of the phone. This has become one of the choice traps of shaitan. The choice traps of shaitan. That the person is pushed into misusing that phone, and then one thing carries on to the next, and Allah forbid, shaitan then finally when there is a chance now to really destroy the person, then shaitan exposes it. This is shaitan's trap. Initially, when shaitan gets a person involved in some wrong, then even shaitan will help to cover it up. Initially, even shaitan will help to cover it up. Shaitan will whisper how to try and cover one's tracks. Shaitan will put all those ideas that you go about it in this way, nobody will catch up with you. You go about it in that way, nobody will be able to know what you're doing. Now, shaitan is giving all those smart ideas also. And a person thinks that, oof, I am so clear. Who, who, nobody could have thought about this. Others got caught because they are not as good as me. But now where is this whisper coming from? In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, وَإِنَّ الشَّيَاطِينَ لَيُوحُونَ إِلَىٰ أَوْلِيَائِهِمْ That the shayateen, لَيُوحُون They whisper to their friends, their agents, their friends. They put in things in their hearts and minds. So these fancy ideas, the smart ideas of how to do the wrong and cover the tracks. Shaitan is whispering. Now the person thinks, it's too grand. I won't get caught with anything. And then when the time comes that he's deeper and deeper and deeper into it, and now there is a chance of creating maximum damage. Shaitan will get a person involved in some haram and illicit chatting, other relationships, and he'll carry on. He'll keep covering it up for the person. Now the time went on and went on and this is getting deeper. Suddenly out of the blue there is a mashallah. It has all this nonsense has carried on for a couple of years. And now mashallah what a good proposal has come. So now when the good proposal came out of the blue. Now this person suddenly is in a state of, got into a rude shock. Came to reality. That I can't carry on like this now. This good proposal came. Now the parents are interested she herself got interested too. So now she does suddenly 
decided to now change things. So put all this on hold. One week later the nikah took place. Because everything was done, mashallah, in quick time. But now this was at that cliff, now taking this turn at the cliff of a different sort, not the cliff, don't misunderstand that marriage is a kind of cliff and once you pass this line now you're going to fall over and no, it's not a cliff if we go about it in the right way. We conduct ourselves correctly and all parties fulfill what, is, what are their responsibilities and duties and conduct themselves with the akhlaq that Rasulullah has taught. But in any case, there's a kind of deadline now. Because now there's a new life. So now right at the deadline now the person wants to take a different direction. So that nikah took place. But now this is still all fresh. And I'm talking about incidents that come up every now and again. And to others also that they deal with such incidents regularly from time to time. So now because everything was still fresh, person didn't get over all this, didn't make sincere toba from the depth of the heart, it was just circumstances that suddenly changed things. So after one, two weeks, three, four weeks, one month, two months, now the novelty of marriage has now gone to the background. So now shaitan starts whispering these things again. So now shaitan was covering up all this while. Why he was covering up? Because at that time there wouldn't have been maximum damage. And his agenda and purpose is to create maximum damage. So he himself covered it up. But he carried on pushing the person deeper and deeper. And really clutching the person in the trap. So now, after marriage also, Shaitan's trap is still there. So now, Allah forbid these things start again. And now when this has become, the evidence is all really strong. Then Shaitan now causes this explosion. He himself will whisper in the other party's ears, that go and check what's going on. And where you'll find the evidence also. Shaitan will go and whisper it. Why? Because his whole agenda is to create maximum damage. So now this maximum damage, the whole thing blows out. And now so many people's lives are affected. And so many people's entire futures are now destroyed. So where it started off from? From what we thought was just some fun. Just some entertainment. Just keeping ourselves a little bit, well, occupied in some way. But that got us deeper and deeper into something. And then there's maximum damage. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So what is the thing to do? The thing to do is to make that U-turn now. Make sincere toba. Cry to Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, this, please help me to get out of this. I've made the sincere toba and I'm never going to go closer to this again. I'm never going to touch this. And now this whole month before Ramadan, one stays clean and clear of this. Inshallah, the month of Ramadan will become an even more cleaner period, state of time, even more cleaner duration of time that the person will conduct himself or herself without getting involved in these haram acts. And by the time the month of Ramadan has passed, a person is now well grounded and well uh, positioned to now continue in life without getting caught up in that haram again. So for somebody it is this chatting, it is this phone, 
for somebody it is music Allah forbid so now we need to get out of this for somebody it is not looking after the gaze looking at haram whether that haram again is on the phone whether it is somewhere else whoever it may be this too is a a very destructive thing and it destroys so many things the least is the very least in this dunya it will destroy one's peace of mind it will destroy one's heart there will never be any tranquility there will never be peace one will think that I am getting some kind of enjoyment out of this but it's getting worse every moment <coughs> like that person who has some saw some kind of rash or whatever and now it's very itchy so the person keeps scratching and while scratching there's a kind of sense of relief but every bit of the scratching is just making it worse I mean the person takes his hand off now he's in a terrible uneasy state he has to carry on scratching again now he seems to be getting some kind of small relief but in that process it's getting worse then now the time comes when it has to now start taking medication but now he still can't stop scratching Allah forbid it might become a point where then that foot needs to be amputated because he scratched it so badly and now there's some infection set in and then gangrene set in and now they have to amputate that foot we started off from that a person wanted to now appease oneself with this artificial pleasure but that artificial pleasure became a cancer the artificial pleasure became a cancer now it's too late to do anything about it besides cut that foot off so what is the sensible thing to do the sensible thing to do is to make that U-turn now. Ramadan is the month of Toba, and Toba requires that we take this U-turn. Make sincere Toba from any misuse of that phone, from looking at haram, from listening to haram, from any haram chatting, from all kinds of other haram activities and actions. If you will make this U-turn now, inshallah we will see how we will progress. Then the month of Ramadan will truly be achievable. But that preparation for Ramadan starts now. It doesn't start on the day before Ramadan. And we need to take this very deeply, very seriously, that I need to start preparing for Ramadan. How many people are preparing for Ramadan? Every home they are preparing. Almost every home, people are preparing for Ramadan already. What kind of preparation? The preparation are generally confined to what people are going to eat in Ramadan. Now, if that preparation is being made with this intention in mind, that the month of Ramadan, there will be more time available to dedicate towards ibadat, dua, istighfar, tilawat of the Quran Sharif especially, which is the highlight of the month of Ramadan, then Alhamdulillah, even this too is a noble thing with that intention, no problem, Allah Ta'ala didn't forbid it. But the preparation must not be confined to the things that we will eat and drink. That will happen inshallah. The risk of a mu'min increases in the month of Ramadan. That will automatically carry on. What is necessary is that together with that the spiritual preparation starts now. 
What is a spiritual preparation? One is a stoba and istighfar. Daily. Very sincerely. Deeply. Ya Allah, you forgive me for all the wrong I have done. I am very regretful and remorseful. And you must feel that regret and remorse. And ya Allah, I will not do these things in future again. Fulfill all the conditions of toba, And then, repeatedly make istighfar. Daily, hundred times istighfar. Astaghfirullah. 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 From the depth of the heart. Washing that heart. Feeling the heart getting cleaned with, that each, with each recitation of istighfar. So this is the first thing, that deep istighfar and sincere repentance turning to Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. So this is the first thing. So the sincere istighfar is a preparation for Ramadan. Because when a person wants to pour some clean, some pure milk into a container, the first thing he does is he washes it out. This is part of the washing of our hearts. So that that milk of spirituality in the month of Ramadan will be poured into our clean hearts. Together with istighfar, to fulfill whatever hukuk and rights of Allah Ta'ala are outstanding and the rights of people that are outstanding. One is that there is a normal understanding, a person has borrowed some money and he is uh, paying it off according to the pre-arranged manner, whatever the agreement was, that's fine, that's in his place. But people's rights that are overdue, outstanding, and we are not fulfilling it, that's a dangerous thing. That's serious. And that will affect our progress even in the month of Ramadan. Our ibadat, etc. will all get affected. We will be trampling people's rights and making ibadat. All that ibadat also will go away to these people whose rights we have trampled. So, what is necessary is, that we fulfill the rights of people also. Anybody we owing something, and it's now well overdue, we fulfill that, we pay that. Oh, we ask the person for respite, there's a pre-arranged now uh, time duration, there's an agreement, then fine. If we have hurt somebody's feelings, we ask them for forgiveness. And we should not be feeling embarrassed to do so. What is embarrassing about asking for forgiveness? The real embarrassment is on the day of Qiyamah when a person will lose all his good deeds to people who has hurt in dunya. That is a real embarrassment. That is a shame, shameful thing. To ask for forgiveness, this is something highly encouraged. And we are taught in the Quran Sharif and in the Ahadis to ask for forgiveness. So if you have any rights of people, somebody we have mocked, somebody we teased, somebody we had spoken ill of and the person came to know about it, then now we have to ask that person for forgiveness. So we fulfill the rights of people. And the rights of Allah Ta'ala, there's some namazes that are qaza, some fasts that are qaza, there are some other aspects that we need to still rectify, such that tilawat's not performed. We need to start getting all this done. The rights of Allah Ta'ala are completed, the rights of His servants are completed. So tawbah and istighfar, and fulfilling the rights of Allah Ta'ala, fulfilling the rights of His servants. Then together with that, one is to remove all the harmful things. So there's some antibiotics to remove the viruses and the infections and all these things. But at the same time, a person wants to run that marathon, then he is going to be eating nutritious things also, to build the strength. So likewise, we are approaching the month of Ramadan, there is something that we have to now do to build that strength for the month of Ramadan. Otherwise, 
that stamina will not be there, that strength will not be there, and a person will get tired in one day, two days, five days time already tired. In five days time now we are waiting for the 27th night to come. First it will be waiting for the last 10 days, when that will come then two will wait for the 27th night, then we say well any case now is already over now, what's the point? That's how shaitan will mislead us. So the stamina needs to be created by increasing amal from now. Increasing the tilawat of the Quran Sharif. And this is the real highlight of the month of Ramadan. Our Akabir, many, many of them would make one khatam of the Quran Sharif daily in the month of Ramadan. Not one, two, many of them. And even in this time and age, many people, alhamdulillah, they make one khatam of the Quran Sharif daily. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq as well. Recently in the madrasa, there were 18 hip students who had completed their hips over the course of the year. And mashallah, they did the door well. So, in one day, all 18 sat down. In one day, about three weekends back on a Saturday. And they started off in the afternoon on a Saturday afternoon. It was after Zohar sometime, about 2 o'clock. And by around 10, 11 o'clock, most of them had already completed the khatam. One or two of them finished off after that another hour and a half or so. So in one day, from 2 o'clock till 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, they completed it. So now if a person is reading throughout the day, with some obviously other work in between that will carry on, but there's time after Fajr, before Fajr, after Seri till Fajr now, that time is being dedicated for Quran Sharif. Then after Fajr, sometime, and then after person has a small break, maybe a little rest, he woke up again, involved in Quran Sharif, before Zohar, after Zohar for a while, between Asr and Maghrib, dedicating the time for Tilawat, for Ibadat, and then again in the evening, then all the other chit-chat and all the other idle talk, and Allah forbid, not just idle talk, impermissible talk, haram talk, the ghibat starts, and the bohtan, and whatever else, and the all immoral talk, all this which destroys a person's fast, destroys a person's Ramadan, now, a person has made a program for tilawat. So, automatically now the time is being used correctly and a person will be able to, if we can't make one khatam a day, inshallah we'll start making one khatam every two days. If not every two days, one khatam every three days. So, in the month of Ramadan, we'll end up making at least ten khatams. Now, this is a target. And somebody says, my recitation is not so fluent. I don't have that. I take maybe... One hour to read one para. So then we'll be able to still make at least six, seven khatams. But we need to put a target in place from now. There's two parts of the target. One is the building up between now and Ramadan. What is our target for our daily tilawat? The Quran Sharif, this is the greatest miracle that we have in front of us still. And the Quran Sharif is the word of Allah Ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala loves the person who recites the Quran Sharif. Many of our kabir, they used to prescribe Quran Sharif, Quran Sharif for a person's Islam also. Whatever problem, keep reciting Quran Sharif. And inshallah this will overcome all the other issues. So, one target is now, that daily what I'm going to recite, how much I'm going to recite. And as the weeks go by, the, I will increase it to how much. And then for the month of Ramadan, what is my target? How many khatams I'm going to make? So we need to plan that from now. Make up some kind of program. And show it to our muallimas. 
and make some adjustments if necessary. Unfortunately, many people, if there is no madrasa in the time of Ramadan, many of our, in all our madaris of India and Pakistan, etc., the annual holiday is in Ramadan. Presently in South Africa also, this is most of the madrasas, the annual holiday is in Ramadan. Why? What is the purpose of having this month of Ramadan that the madrasas are off? The year starts and finishes off before and after Ramadan. And Ramadan is free. It's not for, because Ramadan, who's going to go now hiking somewhere? Who's going to go for some picnic somewhere? Ramadan is Ramadan. And Ramadan used to be the holiday. Because this ibadat now needs to intensify in Ramadan. If a person has madrasa, person has kitabs to study, a person has all these other responsibilities. So now how he's going to do justice to the ibadat of the month of Ramadan? This was the purpose for our Kabir placing the holiday, the annual holiday in Ramadan. That now from the ibadat of Talim, to the ibadat of Tilawat, to the ibadat of Nawafil, to the ibadat of Zikr and Dua. So the students and the Asatis all have the time available for this. Because Ramadan doesn't come every day, it's once in a year, one month in the year. So now to dedicate this time for this ibadat. Unfortunately, if there is no madrasa, then some of us feel, well now, there is no madrasa, so forget about it. Don't do anything. And well, we'll just sleep it out. Sleep the whole night also, or talk till long hours in the night, just idle talk, and then sleep the whole morning, and half the afternoon also, and then, well, say, well, the Ramadan was just, uh, well, just went away like that. We need to plan from now, put a program in place. If we're going to be Sleeping in the morning for some time to take a rest. What time are you going to wake up? And what are we going to do? That time of that rest must be a reasonable amount. Not that the whole morning is gone in sleeping. And a person wakes up now and uh, it's already Zohar time. And then after Zohar, after one hour now, well, it's uh, now Sunnah to have Kerula. That's the time only we remember that Sunnah of Kerula. So the thing is to program ourselves and set a target of Tilawat. And inshallah, after the month of Ramadan, everybody will submit, not for the sake of boasting with others, but because this is some way in which we ourselves will inshallah be encouraged to target more, and it will bring happiness and joy to our teachers, to our mallimas, to our parents, to others, that alhamdulillah we exerted ourselves in tilawat of the Quran Sharif, in ibadat. So after the month of Ramadan, everybody will submit their record of how many paras of tilawat they made, how many khatams they made. Hazrat Shaykh al-Hadith, Mawad Zakariya sahab, rahmatullah on one occasion, he had sent a message to all his special people, his khulafa, etc. That this Ramadan, everybody must target the maximum amount of tilawat and everybody must write back after Ramadan, how much tilawat they made. Somebody wrote, I made 20 khatams, somebody 25 khatams, many, many people, 30 khatams. Tati khatams, many, many people. And Hazrat Mawla Inam al-Hassan sahab rahmatullahi was the Amir of Tabligh at the time. Now, how busy they are. And the whole day, these jamaats coming and going and so many things to do and give some nasihat to this jamaat and give, attend to that mashwara and all these things to carry on normally. And together with that, how much of effort they made in tilawat, the whole night used to be dedicated for it and other times also, he wrote back and said, Alhamdulillah, this Ramadan, I made 62 khatams. 62 khatams. 
one during the day, one during the night, and oh, 61 khatams it was, uh, and one in Taraweeh. So they also were insan, they were human beings. So we need to make a target. Everybody's capacity is not the same, everybody's fluency is not the same. So we need to set the target according to what Allah has blessed us with. We don't see that that person is not very fluent, so she's only going to make six khatams. So I will also make six. Allah Ta'ala has given you the capacity to make eight, to make ten, to make fifteen. So why now you just restrict yourself to only six khatams? So that is now not appreciating this gift Allah Ta'ala has blessed somebody with, that this fluency in the recitation. And the others should now, the more we will recite, the more fluent we will become. And if we don't recite, then that fluency will keep dropping. If a person is not very fluent, and we don't even recite Quran Sharif often, then that too will keep dropping. And that too will become less fluent. And then it will become very very difficult for us to recite Quran Sharif. And as a result, later in life, the Quran Sharif will get kept on a shelf, Allah forbid, Allah forbid, and it will come out when somebody passed away, for a couple of days. Oh, when Ramadan comes, half an hour, then that will become too difficult now. So put it away again. And how did people gain fluency? Some very quickly, some longer, but by reading, by reciting, more and more. The more they recited, the more it became fluent. So it is not to give up because I cannot be fluent. It is to make more effort. And as we make more effort, that effort will become easier and the fluency will increase. So let us now dedicate ourselves to Quran Sharif. And there's so much of blessings, so much of barakat. That home where the Quran Sharif is recited, the shayateen flee from that home. And all the other difficulties and hardships, Allah Ta'ala removes it. There's so many problems in homes, but how much of Quran Sharif is being recited? So when there's no Quran Sharif being recited, then what's going to come in the house? So let us now target this month for the building up to Ramadan, that we now give our full attention to Quran Sharif and Tilawat, and Ibadat, some extra nawafil also, extra tasbihat, to build up, and especially this year, and this was the instruction given to the administration that must try and work it out in such a way where the maximum number of days would be uh, at home in Ramadan. This was not for the sake of some holiday. Ramadan and holiday, where these two things go together. But for the sake of maximum time being available for ibadat. Otherwise now the time of traveling to madrasa, traveling back, and then now somebody is too tired now because they went and came, and the whole day they were busy with this and that. So all that becomes lame excuses for not being able to make maximum tilawat, maximum ibadat. So now we are trying to minimize that. Sometimes it's not possible to completely cut it off. Though that too is also ibadat if a person has got the right intention, doing the right things. But in any case, this is the highlight of the ibadat of Ramadan. Tilawat of the Quran Sharif, dua, zikr, tasbihat, and khidmat, etc. So let us now focus towards that. So this year, alhamdulillah, we have a maximum amount of time in Ramadan which will be out of madrasa. So that is not to be wild away. Let's program ourselves from now so that we have the maximum of the benefits of the Mubarak month of Ramadan and we can be fully charged and fully uh, strengthened to then continue our lives in a way that we keep pleasing Allah wa Ta'ala. That is our true success of dunya and of akhirat. Bi Allah wa Ta'ala bless us all and give us a tawfiq.
of preparing properly for this Mubarak month and then using every moment of the Mubarak month in the most uh, in the most beneficial way with the maximum benefit being achieved Allah Ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جز الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسولك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه المعين والحمد لله رب العالمين